0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Good morning, everyone, and welcome along to the Blood Red Morning Bulletin. We are live across the blood youtube channel liverpool.com facebook and today the liverpool echo lfc facebook to react to liverpool's premier league fixtures for the 2023-24 season being announced a pretty exciting day i'm patrick smith i'm your host for today i'm joined by liverpool.com's james martin james how's things
1: yeah very well thanks always an exciting day isn't it fixtures get to sort of see how yeah, things make it shape <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like Christmas for us and the Liverpool fans, I'm sure. So, let's get straight into it, shall we? So, yeah, the fixtures have been announced, I'm sure you all know by now. Liverpool's first match of the season will be away at Chelsea. That's on Sunday, the 13th of August, the 4.30 30 kickoff. James. Pretty big fixture to kick things off for the Reds, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was reading the Athletics kind of fixture difficulty guide and they had Chelsea as one of the easier ones because they went off league position all the way down from last year. So, um I think in reality that's going to be a lot harder game we're not going to see the same chelsea you finished what was it 12th or something something ridiculous last season it'll be much improved obviously a bit of an unknown quantity as well now pochettino's in but um i i did see liverpool have a very good record against pochettino certainly klopp has a good record against pochettino obviously that that's mainly going back to his his first days where, where liverpool did have you know clearly the better team but so you know, there's reason for optimism, but you know, even even in the recent past, when when neither of the teams have been great, it does seem like they've cancelled each other out quite a lot. There was obviously the two finals; both teams were quite good that season. They all they all ended level, and then then again, when both teams sort of fell off a cliff in, in the season just gone. Again, it seemed to, to end the same result—a draw. So it does seem to be just kind of an endless cycle of draws with Chelsea at the minute. But hopefully, we can we can break that and get off to a, a good start this
0: season. Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? I can't remember the last time. Can you remember the last time a goal was scored between Chelsea and Liverpool, James? <laughs> it's, it's going back a while. It feels yeah. like it was <laughs> that Salah one. It definitely wasn't. But I can't actually just get over it. Yeah, it's, it's been so long since in a goal. Wouldn't surprise us to see a nil nil. would it? it'd be interesting to see how they turn up with Maurizio Pochettino as well. A completely new entity, but hopefully the Reds can get off to a flying start. But it's not exactly the easiest of August, is it, James? I mean, up next, the first home game of the season is Bournemouth at Anfield. A week later on the Saturday, we think that will be. Obviously, the fixtures are all TBC, so we don't know the exact dates and times yet. But it's Bournemouth at home and then Newcastle away. If you'll just talk through those fixtures, James, because Newcastle away looks like a very tricky one on the third game week, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. Um, I suppose
1: the one kind of silver lining is that comes amid quite a tough run for Newcastle generally. So so maybe they won't have necessarily picked up too much momentum. I think they've got their first four fixtures are all teams who, who finished in the European places. So it's it's a tough start for them. Hopefully they, they've kind of stalled already by that point. But And Liverpool, you know, maybe have a chance to build up a little bit of little bit of momentum with that Bournemouth game in particular. I mean, it, it doesn't get too much nicer than Bournemouth at home, you know, all due respect to them. But, you know, they did, they did well to stay up last season. But if you look at the underlying numbers, they weren't great even after Gary O'Neill came in. It wasn't just the start of the season that was kind of poor for them. You know, that there, there was there was weakness there and Liverpool have obviously exploited that, you know, <laughs> to, a, to a large extent in, in the recent past. So, you can't be counting points before you get them in the Premier League, as you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but very much true, as Liverpool found out last season, really. But um, that one does look like a fairly safe three points as, as far as it comes in, in the league. Um, so hopefully that sort of stands them in good stead going into that Newcastle game. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a really tricky one and it has the potential to really set the tone for the season, doesn't it? I mean, for Newcastle and for Liverpool, are Newcastle going to be able to build on what they've done? Are they going to be legitimate top four challenges again will they even be looking higher or or will it will it be you know a stretch too far I think we all thought that this top four finish for them came earlier than anyone was expecting I think Newcastle fans would agree with that so it's whether they have sort of jumped two three years ahead in their long-term plan or whether it's just kind of a a blip which will then sort of level out again Uh, and yeah you, you can't necessarily tell all of that from one game but it'll be an interesting an interesting marker to see where both teams are at.
0: Yeah, it really will be. I mean, as you say, for Newcastle there, you know, they've obviously got the Champions League to contend with. Maybe they'll have one eye on that as the season starts, who knows. But yeah, I think Bournemouth at home, I mean, obviously Liverpool battered them 9-0 last year. It'll be nice to see the new Anfield Road stand hopefully opening for that one as well, maybe with a nice big win again. That'd be a good one for us all, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, so a really tough August then. So Chelsea, Bournemouth and Newcastle, hopefully they can get maybe seven or nine points from that, ideally. I mean, you'll be looking at seven, I think, don't you, James, if you want to be making a good start to the season and be title contenders?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, the goal will obviously be nine. That goes without saying. But, um, yeah, if, if if you come out of those games with, with seven points, you, you're probably doing reasonably well. Um, you have to remember as well, Liverpool are on an 11-game unbeaten streak, which, you know, seems odd to say after mm. after the season that was. But it did finish strongly. And obviously, that's now getting reinforced with with new signings. So, yeah, it's, it's a crucial time in terms of maintaining momentum as well. You don't often necessarily think of, momentum carrying over from one season into the next but we've definitely seen it there was that really long liverpool unbeaten run that, that spanned two seasons you know in the i think the title winning season and the one before it was um i think the equivalent of, of a full campaign unbeaten if you sort of took the two yeah. of them together so there's there's definitely sort of precedent for for liverpool you know maintaining a challenge maintaining a momentum over multiple campaigns so I think you need to factor that in as well you need to sort of think if we can sort of like you say seven points that would be another three games unbeaten you're really starting to get some momentum up but yeah at the same time chelsea could 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 win easily and newcastle could could punish us so it's, it does feel like it's very much in the balance and this kind of very fragile revival is, is going to get an early test
0: yeah i mean i think on that point now you know, i think it actually is quite telling of how this side has improved in the past few months, that unbeaten run, because we've seen Jürgen Klopp's side do it before. Obviously, that amazing run you mentioned where they went, I can't remember how many games it was, but ridiculous amounts unbeaten. If they can carry the form from last season on into August, then you never know. They could really mount a title charge, hopefully this season. But um, yeah, let's move on then. So through September, the pictures are um, Wolves away, West Ham at home, Tottenham away, Brighton away. And then in October, they face Everton in the first Merseyside derby. Pretty interesting one that, James. I mean, Derby at Goodison, I think, that uh, at Anfield on that one. So do you think Everton could maybe stay up this year? Or do you think Liverpool, you know, could be looking to inflict a big score on them this time?
1: Uh, well, you never really know, do you? Um, it's, I mean, the squad's not great still. I mean, the, the first season when they were in the relegation fight, you were thinking they have no right to be down there. That That's an underperformance. But then maybe the second one, you're thinking, well, you know the the league as a whole has got stronger uh, is it significantly better personnel wise than, than some of the other teams down there maybe not so you know a lot depends on the summer they have as always but it's very possible they could be down there again I, I wouldn't I would rule it out um and of course if they are liverpool will have that even more extra incentive to to get the win and and maybe maybe inflict some misery i mean it would be quite something if you know they move to their their shiny new stadium and it, its debut campaign is in the championship. That would be, uh, yeah, it would be it would be something. Um, I, I won't go any any further than that. But um, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't think anyone's going to need any extra incentive for, for the Everton game anyway. To be fair, it's always it's always a big one, and, and you know the Anfield record is is very strong. So you know, again, you're not going to say a definite win. Anything could happen on a Derby day, but. Yeah, you'd hope you'd hope that's one that Liverpool should be winning fairly comfortably and like you say, hopefully running up a,
0: a big score that can be talked about for a long time. Yeah. Well, one to look forward to, viewers, that's going to be the 21st of October as things stand. Obviously, these are all TBC, the dates and times of them can change. We have 21st of October for the first Merseyside Derby at Anfield. Let's move on then to the next big fixture on this list. Uh, as again, it's TBC. It's the 25th of November, Manchester City versus Liverpool, James. A trip to the Etihad in the late November, big fix to this one, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I would probably prefer having the home one first, if, if I could pick, because that sort of gives Liverpool a better chance of kind of getting that ascendancy, especially where it falls in that kind of November time, the, the sort of, it'll be taking shape, who's, who's in the title race, who's looking a little bit lower down the table. Uh, obviously, Liverpool can win at City, they have won at City, so I, I certainly wouldn't be ruling that out and I suppose the flip side of, of that coin is if you do go to City and win around that time that's that's huge momentum wise mentality wise You know, would inject some serious belief into Liverpool, maybe cast a little bit of doubt into Man City minds so yeah it's an interestingly placed fixture I, I think um, it, it comes at that sort of time of the season where like I say those kind of narratives will be taking a bit more of a firm shape um, but yeah it's, it's, a, it's a really tricky game um, I suppose it's interesting in the sense that we don't really know what kind of city team we'll be looking at either. I mean, Gunduan has been such a key part at the moment. It looks like he might be off. Bernardo Silva seems to be linked with a move away every yeah, yeah. summer. hasn't materialised yet, but you never know. Maybe he'll be gone this time. Um, and at the same time, you've seen reports. I think it was the Telegraph who said they're planning on reinvesting this 300 million they've got from the treble into into player recruitment trying to build a dynasty so who knows what sort of team we'll be facing but you know it's a pretty safe bet it'll be a good one and you know with a great coach in guardiola so it's always going to be the most tricky game of the season but you know it's too many
0: unknowns to call it right now the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo Yeah, it, it certainly it will be an interesting one. It's the 25th of November for that one, viewers, if you want to pop that down in your diaries, Man City versus Liverpool. I think the thing for me to use a horrible cliche is it's the 13th game week and it's only November. I don't think you can win a title then, but you can certainly put yourself out of a title race by that point, as Liverpool basically did last season. I mean, that's a terrible phrase to use, but it's true, you know, those are the big games. And if you can come out of that one after the 13th game week, maybe with... Decent run, you know, who knows the title challenge could mount into December because it's going to look like a very tough December, James, isn't it? I mean, let's go into, they've got Sheffield United on the 5th and then Crystal Palace on the ninth. as things stand. Those two are a pretty nice start. But then it gets into the 16th of December, Liverpool versus Manchester United. Just a week later, the 23rd of December, Liverpool versus Arsenal. And then the Boxing Day fixture is away at Burnley. And then on the 30th, they play Newcastle at home. Now, that's a crazy group of four fixtures there, James, isn't it? What's your thoughts on those ones? Because it's probably the toughest Christmas period we've seen for Liverpool in quite a long time, isn't it? Yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty brutal. Um, it's, you know, it'll be entertaining as a fan. You know, everyone loves the the festive fixtures and, and that's about as good as it comes in terms of in terms of the big clashes, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I suppose it depends what kind of form Liverpool are carrying into that, into that period. But, you know, again, historically, we have seen pretty strong Decembers from Klopp. Um, you know, that that's you know wavered a little bit when when Liverpool's form has been particularly bad, but the sort of cliche, isn't it, is strong December and then a bit of a January wobble. That seems to be kind of the the Liverpool underclock sort of way, if you like. Um that's that doesn't hold true for every season, but you know, if it if it did sort of play out that way, then then that's a lot of, of big fixtures that Liverpool would be would be doing well in. Um the trouble is when there's so many back to back like this is you know, it, one of them can really have a knock-on effect. There, there's no kind of respite. So, say Manchester United get the result, then suddenly you've got to pick yourself up and go to Arsenal. And yeah, I think that makes that even trickier. So you really, it's so hard to talk about fixtures without just diving into this cliché, doesn't it? But um, but yeah, momentum is the name of the game, and and it really all just will shape whether this fixture list looks quite appealing in December or whether it looks like an absolute nightmare. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty hopeful that Liverpool could could really string together a strong, strong sort of Christmas bit
0: of form, and that would that would stand us in good stead. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to use another cliche. I think it will be a season-defining December because I, I really do. Because I mean, you know, Liverpool, have got Man United and Arsenal at home in back-to-back weeks, and then that trip to Newcastle. Away, I mean, oh, sorry, the hosting Newcastle. So that's the saving grace, I think, because those four fixtures are obviously tricky. I mean, Burnley away on Boxing Day isn't exactly the toughest but you know it's always a horrible place to go you know what sort of match you're going to get although maybe it's different under Vincent company this time around but I think the one saving grace of that is they are at home for the Man United Arsenal and Newcastle fixtures in the space of two weeks so hopefully Anfield can maybe carry them through who knows they'll go into 2024 with a potential title charge on the ropes but let's go into 2024 shall we um so, yeah, the first fixture is Bournemouth, obviously, after the FA Cup opening weekend, Bournemouth away on the 13th. Then there's a bit of a break, isn't there? And they have Chelsea at home on the 31st of January and then Arsenal away on the 3rd of February. A tough couple of games there, James, isn't it? Yeah, and I think,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but this is Salah away at AFCON territory. around. It is this Salah time, away at AFCON but... territory, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a tricky one. But at the same time, you'd say Liverpool have probably never been better placed to deal with that absence. I mean... On the one hand, there's not really a specialist right-winger, so you would say, okay, maybe that's a problem that we've already seen in in little flashes, Klopp trying Diaz over on the right, which went quite well. Jota's played there a lot. I don't love Jota off the right, but, you know, you can do a job. Um, and, yeah, it's it, Gakpo not necessarily going to play on the right, but there's options there. I've not even mentioned Darwin Nunez yet, potential record signing from last summer. So, yeah, even with Firmino leaving, it, it looks like a pretty stacked attack and it's it's not like back in the day when Mane was off as well so I think I think there's ways of managing that situation it's, it's not going to be ideal Salah's obviously you know one of the best players in the sides only beaten to player of the season last season by Alisson um he's always going to be a miss especially when like you say those games aren't the easiest but yeah I'm more confident in the attacking depth than I have been in a while course that's again injury dependent. We, we lost Diaz and Jota for, for long periods last season. And if something similar happened again, then you'll be looking at, at January as a bit more of a problem. But um but yeah I think I think it should be possible to navigate it without without too much of an issue.
0: Yeah I mean I think the one thing with AFCON this season while it's been such a problem for Liverpool you know previous years the fact that they're in the Europa League not the Champions League this year I think will give someone a chance to play on the right wing instead of Mosala maybe a Harvey Elliott Maybe even Carvalho if he stays. Obviously, Ben Doak and Cade Gordon, the youngsters coming through. I'm sure, you know, the majority of those will be getting some time down the right-hand side. So, when it comes around to those fixtures in January, maybe we'll see a Ben Doak, a Cade Gordon, or probably more likely a Harvey Elliott playing on the right-hand side in lieu of Mo Salah. But, yeah, so that's the dates reds for you. Oh, the 31st of January, Liverpool host Chelsea, and then the 2nd of February. Uh, they play Arsenal, or 3rd of February, sorry, they play Arsenal away. So yeah, let's move on then to the rest. It's pretty nice running to be honest. I'm looking at the fixtures here. I won't read through all of them because that will just bore everyone. But they've got Manchester City on the 9th of March. And then the week later, they've got Everton away at Goodison on the 16th of March. Now, that looks to me, James, like that will actually be the title-defining week, even though I've already said there'll be about five so far that season.
1: Yeah, that's birthday-ruining territory. My birthday on March the 12th, so that could oh, be no. a <laughs> <be> great <laughs> Or, you know, maybe, maybe a nice present. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, um, I think that's late enough in the season to to really call it the, the title-definer, if indeed Liverpool is still in... In any kind of race like that, at that point, um, I mentioned how Liverpool's record against Everton at home is, is excellent, barring you know the the very occasional blip. But you know the opposite is not not fully true away. It's not that like Liverpool have a terrible record at Goodison, but you know that the final potentially the final Merseyside derby at Goodison, you know, if there's any game where that they're going to show up and cause problems for Liverpool, it, it, it's <laughs> it's that. Um, It'll probably be a disgusting encounter. The ball will probably yeah. be in play for about five minutes or something. But um, yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. That's that's for sure. We I mean we don't know who's going to be in the dugout there, but you know, Sean Dyche I think is is a good fit for Everton. He, he, he can make them that kind of unpleasant team to play against. So if he's still there, then then that's another factor that would worry me. Um, but yeah, I think any Liverpool Everton game you'd have to say Liverpool go into it as pretty strong favourites and I think it's gonna be a long while yeah. before that changes. So um yeah it's it's a worry but it's not an an insurmountable one. And then of course City we've we've been over. I mean at least it's Anfield so that, that's a bonus. Um and if it is one of these seasons like we've seen many of in, in the recent past where Liverpool and City are sort of going toe to toe then then that's gonna be just massive isn't it that could yeah we, we we've seen fixtures fall around that time before where it has defined the season. I mean, there was that the famous one, wasn't there? Where around about after that point, City and Liverpool both had perfect campaigns, and it just wasn't enough because it was that game that decided it. So, could easily see something like that happening again. But you know, if we are in that situation come March
0: time, I think we'll all be pretty happy with that. So we
1: can't get too can't get too upset about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think that definitely is going to be the season-defining week. I and mean, make sure you jot this down. It's the 9th of March. As it stands, it might change. Liverpool host Manchester City at Anfield. Massive, massive potential title decider. Hopefully, as I say, and a week later they play Everton away at Goodison on the 16th. But I've also just had a quick Google, James. The reason I think it's definitely the season-defining week is the Europa League round of 16 is the 7th and the 14th of March, <laughs> which is you know overlaps those two fixtures. So they'd probably have a Europa League round of 16 tie. Hopefully, if they're there before Manchester City, and then in between Manchester City and the Merseyside. obviously so that could be a really nasty week, potentially. Or it could be a brilliant week for Liverpool. Let's be positive, actually. Because, you know, they could go on to win a couple of trophies on that front. Let's hope they do. Anyway, moving on then into the end of the season. It's a pretty nice run-in, to be honest. As I said, I won't read through all the fixtures. They've got Manchester United away on the 6th of April, which isn't exactly the nicest fixture. But apart from that, it looks pretty decent. Obviously, Tottenham at home on the third to last game week, Aston Villa away on the penultimate. And then the last game of the season, James, who else could it be but Wolves at home (laughs) once again? I mean, not very original with these fixture lists, are they?
1: Yeah, it's weird how there seem to be these recurring themes. Like some of them, you can say there's some kind of rhyme and reason to them. Obviously, Liverpool, Neverton always kept apart on alternate weeks for, you know, crowd control policing reasons, things like that. There are certain kind of quirks of the schedule that can be explained but when a fixture like this just seems to always happen it, it's it's yeah i mean I'm, it's just luck of the draw isn't it but it's, it's it's a nice enough way to end the season isn't it Wolves it, it, walls don't tend to cause too many problems they don't normally have anything to play for by that point in the season
0: so yeah as they come as, as a kind of recurring theme it's not one <laughs> i'm going to complain about yeah, I mean it's going to be an interesting one. I mean Wolves' financial situation at the moment—I think they are actually in a bit of trouble. So knowing Liverpool's luck, maybe it'll be a title deciding game. <laughs> Wolves will be facing a relegation battle. Who knows? But yeah, it's certainly been an exciting one to pan out. Then a few big fixtures, and I think that one week that we discussed, James. I mean with Man City and Everton overlapped by Europa League round of 16 ties potentially—that's going to be a mental one. But of course, yeah, Liverpool starting their season away at Chelsea, the big one up first on the 13th of August. 4:30 kickoff on a Sunday, everyone. But for now, we'll wrap the show up there. Thank you so much for joining myself, Patrick Smith, and James Martin. We've entertained you talking through the fixtures and the Liverpool News Daily Show. We'll be back on the Blood Red YouTube channel on liverpool.com, Facebook, and Twitter tomorrow at 10 a.m. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow, in, and check us again tomorrow. But yeah, for myself, Patrick Smith, and James Martin, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you again soon. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.